Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Welcome into the rantings of a fantasy football fanatic. I am your host, Jesse Moeller, a.k.a. Moeller 5 And we are continuing on with our Getting to Know series, where we are interviewing all different types of people in the industry. If it's analysts, if it's fans, people who run websites. It's basically we're trying to cover every outreach program we can in this industry and just get them um, getting to know the people behind the content that we create. Um, there is somebody who I actually work with at the league winners who I thought would be a fun person to bring on who does some digital content and you see them on YouTube all the time. It is my friend, Mr. Ryan pros FF on Twitter. So I'm going to bring him on. You can say hi. How you doing, Ryan? Oh, oh, fantastic. Pleasure to be here. We found a time that works for both of us. Right. And I know my schedule is pretty unique because I work nights and weekends. So it's not ideal for most people. I'm like, hey, can you come on? We got the different time zones, too. Right. Exactly. I'm West Coast. Coast. So (laughs) it'll get those early morning messages and it's like midday for people. I'm like, it's 6 a.m. my time. This is too early for me. I can't do this. But yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. So yeah, let's let's jump into this. So why don't we talk about where you started fantasy football? Like, when did you initially start playing? What was the spark to play? Were you just watching football, or one day where like someone's like, "Hey, you want to play fantasy football?" And it, like, it was it was definitely that was, "Hey, you want to play fantasy football?" And like, so people don't generally know this about me is everyone knows I'm an Eagles fan, but I didn't start out as an Eagles fan. I started out as a Chargers fan because of LaDainian Tomlinson. And so there's kind of the inspiration to get into fantasy football. I mean, I missed his career for fantasy, but it it was sort of like my friends friends asked me, hey, want to play? It was like a casual, like, eight-man league, you know, things that are unheard of right now. And they're just like, want to do this? And I played once, and we're here, honestly. That's how it happened, like, back in way back in grade school. I have a very similar story. My dad, so we're sports junkies in my whole family, like grew up playing all baseball, basketball, football my whole life since I can remember. I remember in sixth grade, I saw my dad was on Yahoo and he was doing some, like they had prop lines or whatever. And I was like, what's this? And he was talking about, oh yeah. He's like, you can, yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, my family, (laughs) shocking. If you knew the history of my family, not surprising at all. There's a lot of addictive personalities in my family and stuff like that. So we take everything to the nth degree, but yeah. And then I, was on Yahoo, and then you could go to the fantasy site. So I clicked it, and this was back in 99 where you had to do the dial-in login. It was like, all that fun stuff. But I found, I was like, fantasy football. I was like, what is this? Did a a little league with a slow draft, and I was like, oh, my gosh. I don't know what this is, but I'm hooked. So I've been doing it 23 years straight now. So, yeah, it's been a long time to play fantasy football for myself. Let's just start. You can't stop. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, what was the the spark that you're like, you know what? I want to actually, besides just playing, I want to jump into the industry. What was the the thing that you're like, you know what? I want to try my hand at this. So there, there's no specific like reason. It's just the content that I consume. So I went from redraft to dynasty to, hey, I want to do content like this kind of deal. So like, I feel like it's like a natural progression for a lot of our fantasy analysts in the community, they go from redraft, starting out, you know, casual, to dynasty, and they're like, hey, I want to make content like like this. And, like, mm-hmm. that, that's how it kind of started for me. I was playing in college. I was playing in a, in a super flex league, and that's when I'm like – because back in the day, there wasn't much super flex content. I'm like, mm-hmm. 
there's avenues to create uh, dynasty content in different ways. And of course, I didn't know what Superflex meant. I played my whole first season with only Eli Manning in one of his last years. So it was rough. And then I then I traded Cooper Cup for Carson Wentz after his MVP year. And you know what happened with Cooper Cup. So like, yes, <laughs> yes. It, it was a rough start. I wish I had like, you know, more resources there for me. So I'm like, I'm not going to create Superflex specific content, but I want to create you know, content in the fantasy industry. And that's when, you know, I started writing for Climb the Pocket way back when. I don't know if that's still around or not, honestly. I don't even know the name. So my guess is not, but yeah, it's it's interesting. Like you go back to those those initial places you start with, you're like, oh yeah, I started here. And people are like- yeah, I started here. And then I then I hit a wall. Like, I'll be honest. I, I kind of like said, you know, it was mid pandemic and I'm like, this, is, this isn't, you know, that fun. And then, then I went on to Clubhouse. I don't know if you were- remember the big clubhouse craze or mm-hmm. whatever year it was. And I talked to, I was talking to Matt Donnelly of the Vipers and he's like, want to get a start here? I'm like, yeah. And then I just started pumping out articles and now I'm with the league winners. So, cause of the connections I made with the Vipers, Jeremy, you know, Jeremy, he's the coolest dude around. Mm-hmm. Jeremy's great. So, so many late night conversations with him. Even, even when he was in Amsterdam, I was just up at like four in the morning, just like chilling during the pandemic. And we were just talking ball like every night. So like, yeah, I actually I have him coming on tomorrow. And that's what we're gonna Of course. Yeah, because like it's like you know, he did the whole international aspect so different where it's like the time zone is completely pushed out even further. So I feel so bad for those guys. Like I remember doing slow drafts with guys in Scotland. <laughs> it's like it's they're just waiting until 4 a.m. our time to pick, and you're like, oh no, what happened? But yeah, that stuff's very interesting to so me. Jeremy's a tank. He doesn't he, sleep during the season. <laughs> I don't I don't know how he could. You like you've talked to people in Australia and New Zealand, it's the same thing. They're like, sleep, we don't get sleep. And I'm like, ah yes, as a parent, I very much understand the no sleep schedule. It's not it's not ideal, but you make it work, I guess, right? Could you share a time for me where your advice you've made an impact in someone's season? And it doesn't have to be like you won them the championship or other, but they either they thanked you or they were like, you know what, I very appreciated just what you created. Uh, it, it, this this was a tough one for me too because, of course, I've been thanked and you know I do remember them. It's just hard to remember the specific things because, like I said, I took a I took a I took a big gap mm-hmm. from 2020, 2021 ish till now because I I just joined the league winners team recently. I think yep. what was it a month or two ago? Mm-hmm. So like I just restarted content, but I I feel like I feel like my friends listen to me, and I know a couple other people in the community. The Jamar Chase dropping the football sock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's one of the most inf- infamous buy windows in Dynasty football history, I think, at this point. I, I don't think we're going to yes. see something like that ever again. I pounded the drum all the way through. My my friends were clowning me. People on Twitter were clowning me. I'm like, this dude's good. And like, mm-hmm. Obviously, we know what he is now, but it, it's hard to pick out a specific moment in time because it's just – it's. I'm recovering from a gap, you could say, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all we all go through those waves, and I think this is this hits on kind of the imposter syndrome for a lot of us, myself included. It's like I I was putting out content for a while, and then just just hit a wall, like you're talking about. And I'm like, do I want to keep doing this? And then I I put out one article like back in February, and I had a ton of people reach out to me, and I was like, okay, that was a spark I needed, like just to keep doing what I'm doing, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue to put all this work in, right? If you're not getting mm-hmm. the reward yourself, so. I very much understand that where sometimes you just got to do the mental health, take a break. And, and when you're ready, you come back and do it strong. Oh yeah. But uh, I'm ready to crush it with league winners. Honestly, I, I wrote that first article. I'm like, I feel it again. Like, you know, 
I forget what it, I forgot what I was even writing about at this point. It was only like a month ago. <laughs> no, it's so, so that's the funny thing. People will talk to me about stuff, and I'll be like, "Wait, I said that." And then I gotta go. My memory sucks, so that's part of it too. But I'll be on Twitter and be like, "Oh yeah, I did say that." Like, a, you're it was right. A JT piece. It was a JT piece. I'm pretty sure. Ah, yeah. There's a there's a lot of stuff going on with JT. So like right now, it's just it's absolutely. It was one of them. It was it was it was something. You know, right? It's pretty good. It's a pretty good piece to do on. Um, now, I think the next question I have is is very interesting of how it's going to go. But what do you think about your approach to fantasy that sets you apart? And this this might not be just your approach or just like how you produce your content or how you dive into your content. It's basically how you go about making your content. If I asked you that question, what's the one thing you think that sets you apart from everybody else in the industry? Look, this I, I know I said the last one was pretty, pretty hard because of the gap. This one was mm-hmm. the hardest one because – there is so many fan, fantasy analysts out there. So like if you think something's unique, it's probably not unique in a sense, but like mm-hmm. it, it could be unique to a certain extent. You could say yes. with a small group of people, I, I, just, I just like to be honest. And I know I, I might answer the, uh, the uh, later questions. I, I, I feel like the worst thing you could do as a fantasy analyst is going with bias, honestly. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I feel like I'm unbiased. Like, I don't have to be now because I'm like the Eagles are good and like they're gonna score a lot of fancy points anyway. So like I could just be like, yeah, there you go. But it's it's just one of those things where just a certain style of writing I, I think hits and I, I think I gotta get back to that. Cause like I used to put a decent dab of humor in my writing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't is- I don't I don't see a lot of that anymore. I mean I, that's that's the one thing I could think of, like and it's Humor is not a bad thing, and it's, it's not always necessarily needed either when it comes to being a fantasy analyst. But you, you got to be lighthearted, like oh, 100%. it's all it's all a game. I, I completely agree. It's so back to your point about like being unique or individual. Like no one's gonna be an original because I remember Adam Harsett was talking about this like a week or two ago. He said there's stuff people are producing content that came out in the 50s that they're just repurposing and repackaging it. So there's no really original ideas anymore in the space. It's just all we're putting our spin on it or we're interpreting it a different way. So it's maybe it's how we perceive it or how it comes out that way. But like originality is kind of it's it's a myth because we've it's done everything. And now that we're like so deep into Superflex and these really like 30 rosters De- or you know what I mean? Devi's like, now huge. Yeah, right. Exactly. So it, it kind of changes a little bit. But. You know, it's all kind of the same. The, the, the vampire leagues and all those leagues, I think, are going to be next. Honestly, Dude, I, like the the specialty <laughs> leagues. I will, I love the vampire and guillotine leagues. Every time someone's like, "You want to do one?" and like, "I got like five. and I'm like, "Man, do I really want to do?" Yeah, one? there yeah. goes the sixth. Yeah. I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. every year talk about, you know, maybe I cut down a league. Oh, that's that's that should be number one. Do you actually cut down on your? That's your number one question. Do you actually cut down on leagues when mm, when I during the I season? Do you say you should? I try. That's the thing. I try to. So, like, I I purposely did not do any dynasty startups for like six months because I was like, I might do one or two this year, but if I start doing them in January, I'm going to end up doing like ten. So I was like, I gotta just just pump the break. So people would ask me, I'd be like, No, talk to me in August, September. So now it's like, okay, I got room to actually partake in some. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Just, I'm like, I'm at my limit, and Jeremy's like, Want to do one? I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think I just, you're in that one, aren't you? Uh, probably. I don't know. There's a ton of them. There's so. Oh, I got. I got. I got to look real quick. I think you're in this one because it's a bunch of the league winner guys. 
Yeah, it would not surprise me. There's um, and Aaron's the one that's in like 800 leagues, so Aaron's just throwing out leagues left and right. And I'm like, yeah, Aaron, that. I'll I'll do. It. I'm like, how many leagues are you in? He's like, dude, I don't even know. I'm like, and the worst part is they're all on different platforms. I'm like, I can't do that, dude. Like, <laughs> just keep them on sleeper, please. Um, so yeah, it's it's You're actually not in this one, but Aaron is Ooh. the commission that. No surprise. <laughs> it's every league he's associated with that he's, he's, it's how he's like built all the contacts he has. It's just all fantasy football stuff. But um, um for you, I would ask the question, how important are like is the data and statistics approach in your analysis? I I think I think over time it has overtaken, you know. I, I just think it's so important. I it does get me burned a lot, I feel like mm-hmm. looking at Kyle Pitts over here. Oh, because dude. the metrics and all the data just supports him so much and he just comes out and just does nothing. But I, I think it's got increasingly important and it's got increasingly important because the data has become more accessible as we've gone on. I remember back in 2015 or 2014, I, I feel like I people were like, what's an air yard? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And now, and now it's like, now it's common knowledge. And I, I think it has to be more important. It has to be, it has to be factored in. I, I feel like the key to a good fantasy analyst is implementing these data and statistics. And if you want them to, you know, be your main driving factor, you can. But I feel like you ha- at least have to factor it in. There's a bunch of things you have to factor in. But, like, the mix is the best part is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I you It needs to be a part of what you're doing. At least you have to recognize it. You might not use it, but understand it's there and use it when you want to use it. I think player profile is the one that really kicked that off where they gave you all those stats super easy to find. And a lot of people did not know about those stats where they're more advanced stats, right? And it's like, how how predictive are these stats? And you have to find that. And that's where you get the really smart people that are like, all right, the correlation is this is like 40%. I'm like, all right, cool. I at least understand that. Because you can quote stats where it's like, oh, yeah, it's completion percentage over expected or all these like more complex stuff. But it might not actually work out for fantasy. So I do very much use it as part of myself as well. Um, for you... Can you share a time when, after using this analysis and you're doing more research, did you change your mind on a player? Like you went in with the, the notion, you're like, "Yeah, I like this guy," and they're like, "You know what? I don't like this guy as much as I did before." Uh, I, I could, I could, I could throw the layup here with Kyle Pitts, but I still like him too much for mm-hmm. for that to be a a thing. I would have to say, I, I have to look at his stats. I, I I looked at this. I immediately thought of a guy, and it was definitely Tyler Lockett. Like right away. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel like everyone hates on that man. And I was just, you know, I guess a part of the group hate. This man is the picture of consistency. Now, I don't know if it's going to stay the same headed into this season with uh, JSN there, because I feel like he's going to eat on the targets. But years past, I'm like, oh, Tyler Lockett, I'm not going to draft him. And he's consistently finished as like a top 20, 25 guy. I'm like, he's proven me wrong. And I had to change my mind last year. So. You're preaching to the Tyler Lockett choir here. I've been – I was like two years ago, I was absolutely pounding the table. I was like, what What are we doing? He's like, wide receiver 40. I'm like, y'all are stupid. Just stop, draft the man, please. Just draft him. And people are like, oh, he's not, he's too boom bust and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, listen, I don't care. It's not a big deal. Those blow-up games are going to win you weeks. So, yeah, I was – you're preaching to me on that one. I was like, yes, Tyler Lockett is fantastic. I think, I think you could go with anyone from San Francisco too. Yep. It's George like, Kittle, oh, Brandon Ayuk, Debo—they're all—they're all pretty easy layups to go whichever way you want to go on them because name value and you know looking at George Kittle's stats compared to what he does and touchdowns. Yeah, he's 
he's so frustrating. He's so good. I'm like, will you just not block? Like, stop having him block. He's too good of a blocker. I'm like, damn, you caught your hands. <laughs> it is what it is. And then there was the whole Debo Ayuk thing two years ago where it was like, and then Debo went the off and they flipped. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah. The whole that, that year, that year I drafted, this was the, this was the Jamar Chase year for rookie year. I drafted Jamar Chase in like the 10th round because my friends, like I said, were clowning me for it because he couldn't mm-hmm. catch a football. It was preseason. And so I ruined that by the two rounds before I went Trey Sermon and Brandon Ayuk and just ruined my season. You're just like, oh my gosh, you got to hold yeah. on. Yeah, the Trey Sermon thing, that was a thing. I remember. So I tried before the season when he was a rookie. I tried to, I traded a first round. I tried to get him. I was like, look, I'll give you a first round pick for him. And my buddy said no. And I was like, that's the greatest Ooh. non-trade I've ever made. I was like, thank you so much. He's like, I still hate this. I was like, yeah, I know. This was your fault. I was literally all in on Trey Sermon for a minute. I was like, oh. Yeah, so yeah, that one got me with some bias. I was like, yeah, Kyle Shanahan, it's cool, it's cool. Oh, no, 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 it's just a disaster. So. They'll go spend a third on Tyrion Davis price next year anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, right? Um, So what you're talking about, like not using biases, I think we all at, at some minor level have some biases, even if we don't like to admit it. How do you, how do you balance like the objective analysis where you find you maybe have like a little bias? If it's Kyle Pitts, for instance, like you're talking. Mm-hmm. And then, and how do you translate that into your content? Uh, I try to keep it out of my content, but if you look at my best ball portfolio, it, it's, 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 it's in there. <laughs> the bias mm-hmm. is in there for these guys. Um, but you, you just got to leave it out. You got to, what I like to do, or I, I was planning to do this as a, a little thing for league winners. I was going to make the case for, and in the case against a player. Mm-hmm. And then, so I could, I could do, I would, I would do that. Cause I, I think that's the best way to anal- uh, analyze a player, the pros, the cons, and then they could get my, they could get the, you know, the bare bones, just what it is. And then in a separate part, you could put your opinion. And I feel like that's the best way to kind of approach this content thing nowadays because it gives you everything. And then it also gives your personal bias opinion. So you could throw in bias, but like, I, th- I think the facts are way more important. And I, I, I keep it out to an extent because I was writing the JT piece and like, uh, yeah, J- Jonathan Taylor is one of my favorite players. So like, mm-hmm. It, it was a challenge a little bit, and you just got to keep it out, I think, honestly. It's it's best. It, it benefits everyone more if you leave your bias out of your content or you put it in, like, a separate column. Yeah. You, so it's like, no. If people don't understand their bias, I think that's where they get in trouble. If you understand, like we were talking about with drafting, and you look at your portfolios and you're like, holy smokes, I like this guy a lot. I didn't realize I liked this guy as much as I did, right? And then you look at your content and how that translates. You're like, is that a part of my content? Am I doing that? And then like we were saying with doing the for and against case, I think that helps everyone because you're like, all right, here's the good case. Here's the bad case. You at least understand it. So even if you're going to go ahead with it, you at least be like, when you're recommending a player, I'll call guys that are speculative buys for that reason. I'll be like, listen, this guy could hit, but also there's a cliff where he could just be useless on your team. So you have to understand like with that. So I think wording in our contents, very important. Very important. Because people take it like they take it as gospel. They'll be like, you said this guy is worth this and you got to do this. And I'm like, okay, all right, let me rephrase that. You're right. I screwed that up. So yeah, it's, it's nice to check yourself if you're able to. And mm-hmm. the only, the only not- person I haven't been able to check myself on so far this year is Jameer Gibbs yet. There you go. Yeah, every every mean- time, Every time in the third round, I'm like, oops, you're like, <laughs> draft <"Sorry."> him again. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've been doing a bunch of redrafts and I, I keep Andrews keeps falling to the third and I'm like, son of a mother. I'm like, all right, Andrews yes. again. And I'm just like, 
dude, like, I, just want, I almost want to just like stop drafting him now because I'm not like he's like he's my second choice if Gibbs isn't there. So I it's feel just, I yeah, it's I'm like, oh yeah, uh, I, people are like, I have them in all in the same tier. I'm like, no, I don't. I you look at my portfolio, it's like 75%. I'm like, all right, I got to diversify. This is too much. This is too much. Um, but for you as a content creator, what do you think the biggest challenge is in the space today? I I don't want to sound like I don't think it's sounding conceited, but like I wish there was more of an opportunity for more of us to put more time into it as like a monetary kind of thing. And I, I don't want to be I, I'm trying not to sound, you know, terrible because like you got to be really careful with your wording when you talk about monetary and fantasy football. Mm-hmm. It's just more so I see a lot of people in the timeline with passion. I see a lot of people in the timeline posting great stuff. And like, I I just wish there could be more of that in the in you know in the community like, sort of like a sports, you know, like an ESPN kind of job kind of deal, but like a lower level. Like you could still make a a living wage off. I wish there was more of that in the fantasy community. Honestly, I think that's the biggest challenge. I I I couldn't think of anything besides that because I I feel like everything else is being kind of touched on in a in a mm-hmm. sense. Like I, I feel like we have a pretty good community like in in that aspect and it's just i couldn't i couldn't pick up anything else but like it's the monetary aspect i wish because i i would love to do this full time i know you probably would too mm-hmm. yeah kind of deal it's, 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 it's one of those it's things. realistic right like that's the that's the thing also the amount of time you're talking about we put in there's a ton of time that goes into this so if you're looking oh, yeah. at it like on an hourly pay it's not going to be great for a lot of people just because if you're living with these companies and it's the smaller companies, they just don't have the money to pay. So that's the thing where you have to kind of reconcile yourself. Like, is it worth it for me to put in, you know, eight hours this day and I'm getting, you know, 20 bucks, right? It's so you have to kind of fully understand where the pay is coming from. Is that something you want to do? What's your long-term goal? And I think a lot of people struggle with that. And it's also like being useful and mindful with your time. Cause I'll see people just arguing on timeline and I'm like, dude, you're, you're just wasting so much time. It's like, it's like you could have had this article done, but they're like, no, nah, I'm spending three hours arguing with some troll on Twitter. I'm like, it's not worth it, man. Just go, just go put in the content. But yeah, it's, and that's something I've changed my mindset over the like last couple of years. Like when I first got in this space, I'd just be like yapping it up on Twitter. I'm like, there's, there's no point to this. Like this isn't getting me anywhere. So I was like, all right, I got to no. shift my goals. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a hard file for a lot of us. Now with like, what's your long-term goal in this space? Sidebar off of that. Like what motivates you to keep creating content to achieve that long-term goal i mean i think the goal of all of us is we want to make it at least you know something that could partially sustain you know as like a hobby even like i don't care like like the goal the goal is to make it you know bigger of course you know try to just spend more time like it's kind of like a rip off my last answer mm-hmm. but like i don't care if i'm like super paid for this or like not super paid but paid like you know you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to word it correctly. It's yeah. really, you have to really dance around your words with this topic, but like, I just love doing it. Like football, mm-hmm. like I've never played football. I know a lot of people have, it, yeah. I just, it's just a passion. I, I love playing this game. It's, it feels like a combination of all my favorite things, like the, the trade side, the, the community side, the, the weekly, it's, it's sort of like a weekly gathering kind of thing. If you look at the group chats, like all of us are in, like mm-hmm. every Sunday, we're always in there. We're like, yeah, oh, this guy's doing that. And like, it's just a day to sit down in front of your TV with, um, with your friends, even though we're not all together, we're all basically together on our phones at this point. 
and just I love creating content. I love all. It's just one of those passions for me. And I just, it's. I, I'm trying to think of my words. Like, it's like I told, like I just said, you have to be careful. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, you're just in it for the money kind of deal. There's no money. There's no. Yeah, you're like, what? What money are you talking about? It's like, um, what, what money yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, exactly right. Where are you getting it's... your check? Hold up, <laughs> come on now. So it's about it's about knowing your worth in the space and figuring that, out. You know what I mean? That's like, a, it was I just hard to do. For Ted. It's it's so hard. Like it's it's very difficult because you. And this is also like hits back on like imposter syndrome. What I'm talking about. A lot of us struggle with it. It's like, what do I feel like I deserve that? Well, do you? I don't know. If you don't feel like you deserve it, the people paying you and your subscribers are going to notice that. So that's like, that's such a hard thing to do. It's just, but yeah, we can jump into the next one off of that. What, um, what advice would you give to someone that was looking to start out in the industry? And what, like, what recommendations would you have for them? Oh, this is, this is a fun one. I, I looked at this. I'm like, this is the, this is the best question that was going to be asked. <laughs> like, honestly. So my advice to people is, just keep creating. Don't get down on yourself. I've been in this space for for six, seven years now. I'm, I'm trying to think. COVID really messed me up with time, and it's still mm -hmm. it's still messing me up. But like, I was in this space since early in my college days, and like, I'm way out of college now. It doesn't look like it, I know, but it's one of those <laughs> things. But you just gotta keep creating. You gotta you gotta power through. There's there's gonna be really bad days, but this community is fantastic, at least most of it, I, I, I'd like to assume. But just keep creating, honestly. Videos, audio, writing, try it all. If you don't like it, you don't have to do it. I, I've been I've been through everything. I've been through the podcast. I've been through live radio talk shows about sports. I I do stuff on uh, TV for sports. Like I, I do it all, and I like – you find what you like and you just keep going with it, honestly. So that's my advice. And don't be afraid to reach out to anyone. Mm -hmm. Even even the bigger guy, even the bigger people in the industry. I see people, they, they respond. It's it's a great community. And like, don't be afraid to reach out. There's there's a bunch of people who want we want to see everyone succeed, honestly. Like there's nothing that makes me feel happier than scroll on the timeline and seeing a bunch of articles and a bunch of posts, like what to do and like that kind of stuff. So don't be afraid to reach out to anybody no matter their, their follower count or whatever, if their DMs are open, shoot a DM, say, Hey, you know, what can I do to do this? I remember, Oh gosh, this is, this is a good story. I remember way back in the day, I, I sent a DM to someone. I was like, Hey, can you review this piece? And they reviewed it. They're like, this is garbage. This is, this is like terrible. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, like, I forget who it was. I, I don't. I don't remember. But I, you got to keep going, even when, even when it, you know people get you down and whatnot. And you got to keep, you got to keep moving forward. I would 100. percent So by the way, but people for starting out, your stuff's gonna suck. Like that's something. You oh yeah, realize. yeah. I, I, I like, said it right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it it takes time and effort to get good at this. So don't expect like you just step right into the space and all of a sudden you're gonna be a superstar. Like it's, and if, for people doing video content, it's like. They talk about like a hundred hours. Like that's like where you get comfortable. So FYI, it takes a while. Um, it but takes what's a long time? It does. It really does. I, <laughs> I was looking while. back at some of my like first when I first hopped on. I was so timid and so just like shy on the mic. And 
I was like, I wouldn't want to watch that. Like, why would I want to watch that? But uh, you know, you're, it's your first time hopping on. You don't know what you're doing. So I hundred percent of like, Oh yeah. Okay. I get it now. I get it. I understand. What's your favorite medium for like, cause you were talking about you've done it all. So of the ones that you've produced content for, which is your favorite one of those? Wow. Okay. The, I, I, this is a very complex question. But it's I a very complex question. Um, yes. When I'm hosting a podcast last, I hate audio editing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I do it every day for my job. <laughs> uh, so that's probably why you hate it. Cause you do it. So it's, much. Probably, it's probably why I, I don't, I don't hate it per se. Like it's, it's not, it's, it, I, it, it's just time consuming because yes. I don't, I don't hate it per se. I, I worded that terribly because no, when I, I was, I know what you're saying. So when I was starting out, I was editing my podcast and I was the perfectionist, even though, even though I was getting like three, four views, I'm like, I was literally sitting there seven, eight hours a day. I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I get this out of there? Like, it was like a little like screecher, like a little tap on the microphone mm-hmm. at the end. And I'm like, oh my God, how do I remove this? And so that, that's, that's where I, that's where the disdain comes from. Not actually audio editing, but I'd have to say, oh gosh, I'd probably have to say on camera and with writing being close second, like honestly, like doing this and just talking with people, it's just so much fun. And like normally I just do it solo for some things like for what I do, but mm-hmm. that's all, that's all right. It's, it's great to get talk about sports whenever, but I feel like, I feel like it's, yeah, it's video content than writing most days. Yeah. And it's, 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 and for each person it's different. I've noticed, and you'll oh, yeah. see people who like, they're like, do everything, but like, if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. So if it's something you don't enjoy, like you're, it's going to burn you out. So, oh, it's fine. 100% going to burn you out. Uh, It's, it's, it's a, it's a grind. I don't think people realize that. Like, no, you find out rather quickly though. You're like, oh, okay. They're like, oh, we want you to do this. And I feel like the weird time about this place now is like, you're almost expected to be able to do like eight jobs at once. So you have to establish like, Hey, I could do this or I could do this. It's just, yeah, it can be a lot. If you let it be a lot. If If you like it all though, use it. Oh, this is, this is another big one. If you like it all, use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, can, you can use any of these to your advantage, honestly. And there's, like I said, there's so much stuff to, back. I think back when you were starting out, there was nothing for fantasy football. Back when I was starting, starting out, there was like, it was the big redraft buzz kind of crowd, like back mm-hmm. in the early 2010s, like it was all redraft. And now there's so many avenues you could pursue. You could go, you go the Debbie route, you get eyes on your content. You go the college football route. Uh, the campus, the Canton leagues are getting big now. You go that route. You go Dynasty. You could, heck, you could even watch uh, college film and scout for the NFL, like for fantasy, and produce content on that. There's so many avenues, and like, yeah, there's 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 literally if you're passionate about it, I feel like you can find a way that works for you. I feel like that's the best way to put it because there's there's literally written audio there's video in in all platforms like we're talking about there's there's groups on instagram there's groups on tiktok there's there's a community on twitter like basically every social media platform has its group of people and you can mm-hmm. act, go through them all but it's yeah that, it's just that's that's another thing like if if another media app comes up like tiktok did recently i know i know the fantasy space on tiktok has grown exponentially i know it was yes. really small to start out like mm-hmm. if it's you massive. see a I'll just use threads for an example. I don't think threads is big. I think it's, I think it kind of fell off if I remember correctly, but if there's something like that, that, you know, get started, hop on there, just start producing content. And, you know, if the website 
hits, I, I think your chances probably increase exponentially of, you know, I don't, I don't know what to say, leveling up or something like, you know what I mean? Like getting, yeah, the, getting extra exposure because those TikTok people now that started out out this at the start, they're getting thousands of likes on videos. Like mm-hmm. just cause I'm not saying their content's bad or anything. It's most of it's good, but they started early and now they're the, they're the ones with the foothold in there. Now they get all the likes and all the engagements and now they have a big platform. So, and, and anyone could do that. Yeah. There's literally like find the platform you're comfortable with and the media platform. Cause I was talking to, I had Justin Henry on like last week and he's pretty big on TikTok. Like he has 34,000 followers. I was like, dude, how'd you get 34,000 followers? He's like, he's like, it, he's like, I got on early and I just blew up. And I was like, and he's like, my content was specifically geared to work that way. And I was like, yeah, so you found the right platform for it. And it went up. He's like, yeah. He's like, sometimes you just gotta get lucky. I was like, oh yeah, there's luck plays a big factor too. Oh yeah. But if you put like, the short form video content, if you do it on all of them, it's just better than just doing one, I would say. So it's just getting as many eyes as possible on your content. It's not a bad yep. thing at all. Um, but with that said, is there anything else you want to bring up or anything you want to leave us with? Um, if if you're passionate about it, do it, honestly. It doesn't pertain just to fantasy football. It's anything. But fa- fantasy feels like the, the the reason we're here talking about it. So Absolutely. And if any – if if anyone's nervous about getting a start, you could DM me. My DMs are always open, even though I don't see the message requests half the time, and I feel really bad about it. Oh, really? That's so strange. <laughs> I get I get the message request bars, and it's like, so I'm just used to it being bots at this point. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like, there was a wave of bots for a while. I'm like, what? Yeah. It's like the same it's the same exact message, just a different person. I was like, okay, yeah. Okay. But don't be afraid to reach out to me, anyone in the community. I know Jesse would happily answer your DMs. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to get started, you don't know how to get a start. Just, you know, DM anyone, start creating content. And, like, I, I remember there was some a couple of nice people for me that, like, they're like, yeah, let's do, like, a, a mock podcast when you're starting out. I'm like, this is great. So, like, right. pe- people in the community are fantastic. So yeah, don't be there, afraid. There's – people are very helpful in this space, I think, is a good way to phrase it. They will, they will gladly go out of their way to help you. And sometimes it's just reading content like you're talking about. And sometimes I'll actually give you pointers. There's just, you know, if you find the right people, they can help you in so many different ways. But yeah, um, if you got to message me, like Ryan was saying, you can just absolutely DM me. I'll happily answer your questions. Um, why don't you tell the people where they can find you, Ryan? Yeah, you can find me at RyanPros underscore FF. I always almost forget that underscore. I mean, I know me and Aaron were messing up our names last time we were doing our pod. <laughs> so that, that's fun. But you can find me at the League Winners. I'll be producing content. I think, I think for my weekly series for Underdog, I'm – I'm going to do the underdog, um, the weekly pools, how they do the ADPs for biweekly. So I think, I think not biweekly, just every week for the contest. And I think I'm going to write up an ADP on that with ADPs. I like ADPs. I dislike, so it should be fun. Hopefully they'll help the people win a lot of money, but we'll see. So it's all about, right? Like if, yeah, if, if you're hitting, they're going to hit. So it's a win-win for everybody. It's like, yeah, I wish, I wish underdog was legal in my state. It would make it a heck of a lot easier, but yeah, I was like, I'll still produce the content. Because it's like I'm happy oh. to do it. It's just I just can't they, take it. Those gaming myself. commissions are pesky. It's so every every casino is on a, a reservation, so they kind of run the casinos in the state, and they have a very big marketing firm that helps them. They're yeah. like, yeah, so it's it's really hard to get. Online. You can't even do underdog or like DraftKings like straight up. No, the only so the only gambling you can do is it just past couple of years ago is you have to be in the casino 
and bet in the casino. But you can't do any like online gambling, nothing online. They're like, nope, no chance. So if you go on to like whatever website, like Underdog or anything, they're like, oh, Washington State? Nope, can't do it. Uh, well, it is what it is. I'm like, it's such a progressive state, but you know, they got a stranglehold on it. So we're not going <laughs> to, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. I might actually. Nevada's gonna... even worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're getting, nothing, you're getting nothing done over there. <laughs> and yeah, same thing with like New York and a couple other states. It's just you just can't get them in. I think New York's I think New York's been nice though. I was in New York and I was allowed to do more stuff on like the sleeper picks and like underdog picks than I was in my own state. So so interesting, right? Yeah, because you live in freaking the place that everybody associates with the gambling capital of the world. And it's just like eh, go figure. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, with that, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this edition of the Getting to Know series. I want to thank Ryan for coming on. And yeah. Me. We'll we'll be doing more of these as we go along closer to the season. So take care, folks. Have you ever felt? Are you listening? Damn.